Welcome in to the Red Rock Sports Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I am your host, Jared All. Back with the boys. We are back. We're back. Got the whole team today. Last week was a little weird. Uh, we kind of had some last minute... Uh, uh, you guys feeling better from your lower body injuries? I would call myself recovered from my flu-like symptoms. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I wouldn't call you guys the B team, by the way, at all. That was good. I just was so glad that when I showed up to the studio that Tyler Waldry was just kind of walking around the hallway <laughs> and I was able to uh, snag him. I don't do solo. You know, some guys are good at that. I don't, I can't just, just a 20 go, minute which monologue. is weird because I can talk for days, but I can't talk with myself. I need somebody to interact with a little bit. So I'm glad to have you back. Joined as always, Connor Holzkamp and Nick Sopris. So we got the team back. It sounds like you guys got a chance to listen to the show a little bit last week. Absolutely. Any, any thoughts? And I want to get, I, I had, I had a really good show planned and we were going to have some fun. So I do want to give you guys a chance to give your two cents a little bit. Yeah. To start, I wouldn't say I'm offended. By you saying I'm lean. Oh, However, yes. oh yes, that I said, forgot about that. I do oh, enjoy a spritzer. Okay, okay, I do enjoy a spritzer. How uh, how accurate was I on your guys's Thanksgiving meals? And th- for those who didn't listen last week, I I predicted that I would much rather sit with Connor and his Thanksgiving meal because I think he's going to be on my <laughs> end of the spectrum, eating anything and everything in front of me. Whereas I kind of predicted Nick Sopras to have a clean, lean, healthy meal. I will tell you, and we'll get into this a little bit later. I don't just do the spritzers. We we start Christmas a little early, so you know at Costco you can get a million of them. They've got those Christmas ale like pony kegs you know what i'm talking about no i don't but yeah. that sounds good yeah they're really good so we always pop open too and then we try to drink them out of the german stein the big steins and we do like a stein holding contest but it's pretty fun okay. yeah yeah my uh my thanksgiving usually actually does not have much alcohol actually on one side of my family there will be zero alcohol at the thanksgiving God. i mean zero Gross. like zero and uh the other side will have you know a little bit of wine or something but uh and, and but yes, in terms of the food we do, we got all the we got all the goodies. The on fixings. I think adding alcohol into Thanksgiving was an important transition to to adulthood for me. You know, I mean, <laughs> because there's nothing better for me, you know, than whether it's you know beers or or you know some some eggnog with some booze Love in it. You know, eggnog. some just Ugh. spending all morning with the family, and then there's always that one uncle that that has a few too many and like will knock over a glass what, of wine. Why is it always on the, the uncle? Why does that uncle always I agree. get a bad name? Actually, I'm it's just saying. True. Why? why whatever. If I'm being to- honest, I've had more aunts that have been in that scenario right right okay <laughs> sure but but it's always when you want to talk down about like a generic family example about that one family member it's always an uncle why is it always an uncle because we all have a crazy uncle uncle's <laughs> lives matter i'll just leave it at that okay. all right and hey. now i'm the crazy uncle yeah. so i appreciate <laughs> it i just hope i'm not the drunk crazy uncle at that's this true. thanksgiving that's, that's my goal that's good that's a good goal to have good dream to aspire to now i do want to say something real quick uh, on last week's show uh, you guys did a good job, by the way. I like. I liked it. It was nice, nice and uh, quick, quick hitter. You know, two hitter quitter. That's as quick thing. as I move, man. That is yeah. as quick <laughs> as I move. So I, I just wanted to say I, I was listening to the part you guys are talking about Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, and mm. you kind of both gave that same old excuse that I have heard about. Oh, Agree. like he made a business decision, Agree. right? And I'm not going to knock him for a business decision. Well, I'm sitting there watching NFL football this weekend. Okay, I watched Tyrod Taylor. Literally go sacrifice John Elway helicopter. Uh, okay, easy. All right, all right, easy. Uh, anyway, sacrifice. Okay, I saw relax. I saw Ryan Tannehill throw an interception. 
full on dive out, got crushed by the way, and and still gave out his whole body, and they were losing yeah. bad. How did that oh, work then, out for Ryan Tannehill? Uh, okay, no, mm. hold up, and here's my here's my other example. I'm watching Sunday Night Football, and, and it's the Chiefs. And I see Pat Mahomes throw throw an interception. Guess what? He made the tackle. And Agree. this is Pat Mahomes. If you're telling me a business decision, who would have a better business reason to not go after a tackle than I couldn't Pat agree Mahomes? More. I guess the point I'm pathetic. making is if I am a head coach <laughs> no. and I see Stop. Patrick Mahomes go make that tackle, Stop. I'm pulling him over here. I said, if you ever... no. Do that again. This is my star. This is my future. I mean, and like uh, the last thing that we want is someone. I think it was Walgy made the comment. If you know, get the ball back. Though we can score a touchdown, we can hardly score the ball. Yeah, are you kidding? Are you out of your mind? Better off with the defense. Yeah, on the field. are you out of your mind? And then, and then the last thing on that that I wanted to say was I can't remember who made the specific point, but you guys had someone. One of you made the point that it. Maybe if it was a game-saving touchdown, it was a game-saving. And, and I'm sitting there yelling at my phone, going, <laughs> "Going, how much more game-saving can you get than a seven-point no, game?" And they, they, they was over. No, no, it was point. not. They at were at that point no, mentally. No, it was that, not. They're in. And, they're and, in plus and, territory already. They were not. They were on like the twenty-five yard line. No, where he would have made that no, tackle. I disagree. Would have been in plus there or very good field position. Uh, let's put it. Broncos had played good. I agree. I, I didn't. I didn't love the going forward on a fourth down. Whatever. This is not what the show's about. You got to try. Just a for effort, Teddy. Okay, yeah, but yeah. but the other part of it too. Everyone's calling Teddy out. I saw a lot of other guys that weren't trying to make that tackle. Yeah, but none of them looked as egregious okay, no, and disgusting. I, I, I think it was Albert those. O. I saw kind of given that like, oh, I'm trying, but actually he's so much faster than, than me. Then I do just that, Teddy. Yeah. Then do the almost right. Albert O. I think that's what Teddy was trying to uh. do. He just happened to turn around and the guy was right there. Well, and Connor and I were at the game <laughs> and it was just, it was embarrassing. We we looked at each other and just, it, I can't even describe right. it. It was it was humiliating. Right. It was it was borderline horrible. True or false, Jared? Your quarterback is the leader of your football team. True. Okay. Why That's should anybody science. else give up their body, their effort, their anything when your leader mm. refuses to even God, do it? God, that was horrible. Do Do you expect your, the CEO of the company yes. to be cleaning out the toilets? Yes. Have you heard of Undercover Boss? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. Boom. Yeah. The boss. Roasted. The boss. Yeah, the him. one. The one. It's so shameful. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but that's just, not that's not determining whether or not your company goes bankrupt. That like kind of, it could, I would argue that was the season could. changing. Like, but it was horrible. It was horrible. And, 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 and you know what? So I just had to come on the show today. I could not let that one just slide. Yeah. See, you and this is where I miss having you guys here yeah. because I think we really needed that debate because I am less, uh, oh, I, I'm less on my, my uh, high horse on it now. A, a week ago, I'm like, no, everyone out here is just crazy. They get, See, now you guys are making like good value. I had a week to I'm think like, about it and yeah. I feel more strongly than I did last week yeah. about it. Ooh, I, I don't know, man. I just, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with it because I felt like in my mind the inevitable is coming and i think i think people got caught up with who it was and it being teddy bridgewater he should make that play and other guys necessarily should now you bring up some some points of some big time quarterbacks that are making those plays but i don't know yeah. i'm a coach it comes if down I'm a to coach, this. Do, do, i don't want do you want to win the game or do you want to lose the game well and on a, on a totally like I mean, i'm not a coach but why is melvin gordon running the rock right there why are we not giving it to javante like, what yeah, that was know. wild. I don't know. I can I, again things I don't yeah, understand. I I don't even want add to it there. to the list of things. Nope, we jump past that week. Uh, we don't have to deal with it. We anymore. should end the show right now. We, I'm just we, disgusted. We, <laughs> no, I'm come on. Here. We have a fun show. We obviously tease. It's, it's Thanksgiving week, so happy Thanksgiving to everyone out Not there. Not anymore. It is. 
Tuesday, <laughs> November 23rd. I'm in a great Thanksgiving mood. Like, I don't know about you guys and what your work week, your nine to five looks like during Thanksgiving. But for me, it's like mm. you basically set up the week in advance. Like, don't put anything on your plate this week. And then that way you can just kind of have a nice cake week. And that way you can put it all week. on your plate for Thanksgiving. Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so I've been in a great mood all week. Oh, come on. That was a good one. It's brutal. But I'm... Ch- Brutal. All so, right. but the Broncos were off last week, and I, I gotta say, guys, there was like a, a certain sense of like calm on my Sunday that I haven't felt in a while. That I'm like, man, do I am I getting too emotionally invested in these games? Maybe this is like something I need to mentally and well, hey, the Broncos you know, didn't emotionally lose this week. Can we I, just, that's what I mean. Like, good. it was good. So, like, good week. If, is this is this a bad thing that like on a team that's probably going to end up below 500? Am I investing too much emotionally into these games where it's ruining like my my weekends? I think the takeaway of the season needs is that we need a harder schedule to start the season. Can we just get better teams so that when we start two and four, two and five, we were all riding the high of Jacksonville in the first three games of the season. So that's my takeaway. I'm still getting caught up in it because <laughs> I think they have a chance to win this week. And we will talk about that a little bit later. But before we get there, we got some fun stuff planned for today. It's going to be a fun show. We kind of talked about that last week that we're going to have some fun. We're going to play into the Thanksgiving theme. We're going to talk about uh, some of the most overrated and underrated dishes on Thanksgiving. We obviously all know we all stuff our plates full. What what things are you grabbing because you feel obligated to? And what things are you trying to get extra scoops on? Okay, so that's what we're going to talk about a little bit later we got some trivia related to denver broncos but before we talk broncos let's talk a little bit of nuggets guys you guys kind of missed the opportunity to, to talk on a high note with the nuggets no because they were on a five game winning streak going into last uh last episode and then now they're actually on a four game losing streak coming off of that so streaky Okay. Well, that's what happens when you don't have the MVP in the sure. game. And so. and he obviously didn't play last night. Jokic, it's just the one game he Two missed? Games. Two games. Okay. And he's probably going to miss tonight, too, so that'd be three. Are we concerned? Obviously, we will talk about the Michael Porter Jr. injury and those updates, but... A lot of guys have missed time in the last two to three weeks. Will Barton among them. You obviously just mentioned Jokic. Um, are we concerned? Are there any other injuries that we're concerned about long-term? I think everything's pretty much resolving itself, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the MPJ is the big one, obviously. Right. I mean, no, I know everyone's heard about that and talked about it, but that's obviously a killer. And but Barton's been back the last few games. Uh, Barton is is questionable tonight. So yeah, he he's dealing with a back, but he is looking like he's playing. He sounds probable. like everyone actually, over you know the age of thirty. <laughs> yeah, he seriously. is probable actually. Now that I say that, okay. so he he's he should be back. Bones Highland is out uh, with an ankle. I think Zeke Naji is still out. So. You know, a couple of injuries, but I mean, really, all it comes down to is Nikola Jokic and then this MPJ, especially long term. Obviously, it's just Sad. brutal. I mean, you you give a guy a max contract. Obviously, in hindsight, it would have made much more sense well, to should we, should wait we out quit, the year. Should we quit beating around the bush and let's just talk about this impact of what's going on with Michael Porter Jr.'s injury? Yeah, um, I have seen a few different reports. The one I saw coming out of the Denver Post uh, from Mike Mike Singer from the Denver Post. Uh, let, let me just grab the headline here. He says, Nuggets, Michael Porter Jr. has nerve issue that could jeopardize season, sources say. Yikes, guys. Uh, this is a big thing. And obviously, you mentioned the inking of the contract back in September. And 
So I guess the question comes, <laughs> do we have some quick buyer's remorse here from the Nuggets? I mean, I have to think there was a physical done at the time of signing a contract. That's a pretty standard procedure. And if this is a nerve issue, it, it tells me this isn't new. And it's something we touched on a couple of weeks ago, and I'm, I'm going to bring in a quote from that same article. This is a quote from Austin Rivers. It says, he's 23 years old. He's got to take care of himself and get himself right physically. And that way, mentally, he can come out to the court playing the way we know he can play. He's playing hurt this whole season. It's hard to do that. Hopefully, he comes back soon because he's a huge part of our team. End quote. He's playing hurt all season. It's something we talked about a few weeks ago. This, to me, was an injury I saw. A guy that's been dealing with back stuff. I don't think this is the f- that 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 tweak that he had in that game with the layup was the first time this has been bothering him. I think they finally decided to shut him down. How are the Nuggets not? How are they putting him in this position? How are they making this deal? See, I I actually don't buy. I, I don't buy the Austin Rivers. I, I I will stick to my same point I made when you brought this up before. I don't bl- I don't buy that for one second. I, I I do not believe that the Nuggets see a lingering back issue with MPJ and decide. No, just go out and play through it for the first couple of weeks. We After we gave you, you a max deal, right? You know, I mean, yeah, it, it's. I don't buy it. I think Austin Rivers might just be kind of sticking up for his teammate a little bit, and uh, you know, and maybe, hey, maybe there was something going on a couple weeks before or something like that. I don't. I well, just don't. It's, buy. it's also Connor. Totally possible that he's been dealing with this issue internally and has been not expressing it, saying. Oh. You know, he's been having issues where his back's tightening up and he's not expressing it too well. The, team. the reality is, is that this is the whole reason the Nuggets got him. Uh, that's why he missed the entire season at Missouri. That's the reason he fell. I think the Nuggets got him at 15th. So it's a known issue with him. I think that was the big wild card is can his back hold up. So you're just kind of seeing the, the effects of that. It's one of those things. You roll the dice. You're not going to not sign MPJ. And so the Nuggets hand was kind of played out for them. So you really got to worry, not worry, but think about the depth, hope that Jermichael Green can play well, hope Aaron Gordon steps up. But this was a known thing. So that was kind of the, the, the wild mean, part about it. So. Every, every other team, right, to Nick's point, every single team knew this, including the Nuggets. Well, you they, can't, they you can't just you well, can't give him it. up and, to, and not get any right. assets for him. He, so you had to do it. If you were going to sign him and trade him, I, I guess that's what you do. I, I don't even know what really their options are. Well, with an exp- so if you're talking buyers remorse, I mean, the, the obvious hindsight w- would have been to play out this year and then sign him, you know, instead of trying to get cute doing it, you know, before the season starts. But like you know sign what? And trade. But, but, or, or just a sign or, or just don't sign him. Yeah, he's under, him, con- he was under he was contract, under contract this, year. this year. So let him play a season. Yeah, but you don't you don't trade a guy with one year left on his contract not knowing. So that's why you no, want to the I'm value the value's not the va- there. The value of the sign and trade because the length of con- length of years on a contract in the NBA matters. So you'd want to pay a guy again, you could argue the the years things like that, but you want to lock in a guy to where it creates value cuz now he's with your team long term. Excellent three-point shooter, defense was suspect at best. Right, I mean, so. and I, and I think we certainly were not alone in the entire, you know, Nuggets Nation saying that they were hoping that we came to a deal with MPJ before the season yeah, started. So we were all on board with. So that. I understand. I understand why you do it. It obviously just now you look back. It's easy to look back and be like, "Hey, should have made him do one more prove it year, right?" Because now you're looking. I mean, his his cost would have gone way down to keep him. You know what I mean? Um, it, regardless, it's it is a disappointing blow to the Nuggets and their title hopes, but 
if I'm going to ride a little optimism train here. Yeah, ride it, Connor. I, I will say that I think the combination of Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Aaron Gordon might be enough to get this team to win a championship. I really do believe that it might be enough. Aaron Gordon is playing very, very good basketball right now. I think his fit within this team is starting to feel itself out. He is. He is. And, and you know, he was coming over a pretty bad ankle injury last year when he came over to the Nuggets. And, you know, sometimes people forget that because it wasn't, you know, he was playing through it, right? He was playing through a little bit of pain. And I don't know. I'm sure you guys have gotten an ankle injury. Tons of our listeners have probably had an ankle injury. You know how that is. You, you roll your ankle and you're not really good until you just like sit your butt down for a few weeks. And even then, you kind of come back, and it's still not the same for like a year. I never recover from injuries anymore, and it's because I'm so unathletic and do so little physical activity that not like, even stretching, huh? Not I, even in front okay, of the old. It's the old so tube, sad huh? because stretching takes you what. 15 minutes feels like an and hour it would yeah. make me feel so much better in my life it's a but long 15. like I, I the sit there in the morning minutes. and also I work from home so this is the worst part I sit there in the morning and I'm drinking my cup of coffee I'm like huh I should be stretching right now like now nah, just get on social media instead <laughs> right it's it's what it's the decisions we make in our lives I'm just gonna and, get triggered on social media and have just the worst feelings about everybody you know? talk with a bunch of rational individuals <laughs> yeah yeah it's the best part no it's so so you know I do think that the nuggets might have enough. They might have enough with a healthy Jamal Murray. And so you, I really think, I think the championship window or whatever almost has to be pushed back a year. If MPJ misses this whole season, uh, Jamal Murray is not going to come back until maybe the end of the season. And if he comes back, it's not like we're going to get bubble Jamal Murray in the first. Because there's a, there's a total difference in, in the expectations, what you need from Jamal Murray. If he comes back to a team that's anchored by Nicole Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., and Aaron Gordon, then he can come in and fit into this team, integrate himself, and he doesn't have to be the guy. If Michael Porter Jr. is missing... On that playoff run, I mean, it, it, you're relying so much on Jamal Murray coming off of that injury. I think that's a lot of pressure to put on a guy because typically you're, you're seeing guys come back after a year or so with that, that the, the type of injury that he had. But it seems like it's that next year where they're really, really 100% and confident in themselves again. So I think that changes the, the perception there. And frankly, guys, Connor, you're optimistic. I'm pushing the panic button right now because this is the type of thing that can absolutely keep an organization, you know, hold an organization back. When we look back in five years, I am terrified right now that we're going to look back five years from now and say, man, the Nuggets never were really a serious title contender because of this contract they gave out and the lack of production they got out of Michael Porter Jr. And it has nothing to do with his skill set and his abilities. It's his availability. And this is a young guy who is now coming up on his third time having extended period of time missed due to a back injury this is an explosive sport. This is not a sport that bodes well for a guy who has a bad back. And I'm afraid he will never reach his potential, and the Nuggets will be paying him for that potential for the extended future, and it will kill their championship window. I think the the obvious issue is for the Nuggets now, points are at a premium. So you've got to find out a way on – someone's got to step up. Good thing they're playing good defense, huh? <laughs> well, really, really, all you're doing is putting more load 
on Jokic and Gordon. And I'll say this a, a time and time again. I, I love Monte Morris. I think he's a great fit. So the obvious answer is that points are at a premium for this team. The reality for MPJ, he is 23 at this point, you know, with the injury, he's obviously hindsight's 2020, but he, you could argue he's overpaid. So where are you going to get those points from? Can Jokic carry the load again? At what point does the wear and tear on him start to happen? So you just got to start getting production. Cause when you watch, when you watch the nuggets play, there's a very clear drop off when Jokic leaves the court. So where, where do you get that production from? Yeah, I, if Jokic is out, then then absolutely this team's in major trouble. Uh, I think, see, uh, the reason I'm optimistic on, and, and even their ability to find points or whatever, and, and beyond this year too, is is because of my belief in Nikola Jokic. I mean, he is that good. He is so good and important to this team. And just the nature of the way basketball is, right? If you have... A top three player in the NBA, you have a chance to win a championship every year. Every single year, you have a chance because that is the that is the nature of basketball, right? It is other than you know maybe quarterback, right? Or I mean maybe like if you wanted to count like a starting rotation staff in baseball or a hockey goalie, maybe that gets really hot. But I think more than all those examples, an NBA player. One single player has the ability to just absolutely take the load. Well, you're and one win of five on the court at any given right. time. Right, 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 and and you know, so I think this team is still in good shape. I think it's definitely not time to hit the panic button. I agree. Especially, I mean, you're you're looking at we we, and we talked on the show. You're looking at a window, right? A window. The window is not squashed because of one potential season being lost to Michael Porter Jr. You still have the second and third year of that window that everyone has been talking about. Um, And and I think even without MPJ, let's just say the worst happens. And MPJ never plays basketball again, which I I hope that doesn't happen. That That would make me sad. So sad. But... Let's just say that word to be the case. Yes, it's bad that we have all this money tied up in him. We're not going to be able to go out and get any big price free agents, right? I mean, that's just the reality. That's what it comes down to. It's your but, money's tied. But still, with Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, and Aaron Gordon playing that defense, I think this brand of basketball, they can still win a championship, well, and unfortunately, I believe. Unfortunately, it just puts a lot more pressure on Jamal Murray to come out it hot it out the gate. So that's you know obvious trade-offs. So. It does, and I think, I think if MPJ is gone for the rest of this season, then the championship hopes of this season, because Jamal Murray is not back yet, are going to be pretty far fetched. Well, I mean, and, if, if, and if you've got a max guy, do you really want to rush him back if you know no. he's a cornerstone no. piece? So and I'll tell you right now, in my mind, is throw the season away if you. Oh, have don't to. do that. I'm just saying, you do what you have to between Jamal Murray and, and Michael Porter Jr. Do not rush either of those guys back. Should we just tank for a pick? I, I, I kind of think you should. Look at it. Has it gone bad for the worst? Why not? Where's the conspiracy Where music? Is that conspiracy I'm a, I'm a music. tanker. I'm a, I'm a tanker. What can I say? Oh, there it is. Let's get our tinfoil hats. But seriously. Jared, the conspiracy, man. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about this, but like, what happens if you end up with a top 10 pick? Whoa. Maybe Jokic needs some time on the bench. Go He's on. That wrist, man. You're on to something. Wrist. Keep going. Give him a month or two off. Expand. Lose some More. games. Top 10 yes. pick. Get it. <laughs> hey, man. No, uh, no, but in all seriousness, no, no, I, I, I'm curious where you guys are, your thoughts are. You got to just play the season. Let's, it sucks, no, let's, but, let's, just, let's assume the worst, okay? Based mm. on some of the information we're hearing, Michael Porter Jr., his availability will 
be you know limited in this season, if at all. Okay, let's assume the worst. You got MPJ almost none this season. You got uh, Jamal Murray almost not here this season. Okay, uh, still making the playoffs. I mean, here's where do they rank though? Where well, do they rank? So we, in the, in we the talked sh- about our power rankings previously. Where would you put them then at that point with that roster? It's tough to say because what's going to happen. Okay, so here's just a couple games coming up. Trailblazers who haven't been great. Lillard's been off. You got Trailblazers tonight, possibly no Jokic, Bucks, and then Circle Game, Heat, Markeith Morris, Ooh. Revenge Game. So they're good teams. I like the Knicks. I like the Bulls. So you can definitely see Is the Nuggets. Is it too late for the Nuggets to activate the Jokic brothers <laughs> on the active roster? Just just ninth man. Hop right in. <laughs> I mean, next week, theoretically, we're talking. They go two and three, two and four. And, and, and then, you know, we're going to be having the same discussion. So hard schedule coming up. I don't know where this puts them at. How does Michael Malone adjust the rotations? Uh, yeah, I, I think when you're looking at a season long, though, if Nikola Jokic doesn't miss significant time, uh, he, he's too good. I keep and, going back to the same thing. I know I yeah. sound like a freaking broken record, but he is too good. And frankly, to, to, when it comes down to it, you just got to get your foot in the door, right? You just have to make the playoffs. And then if you can be healthy at that point, maybe you can make some noise. Well, okay. So see, this is where this is where I draw the line. I think... One good player on your one amazing player on your team, it will absolutely get you to playoffs and it will make you competitive in those playoffs. But the Nuggets do not have enough with just Nikola Jokic to make any serious run at a championship in the playoffs. So, so no, I'd actually disagree with you. And if you're, yeah, you can get your foot in the door, that's great. And we'll still consider it a good season. It'll be fun to watch and everything. But you're not going anywhere in those playoffs if you just I have to rely on the I think if I came away from a season where, and again, we're talking worst case scenario, where Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. do not play another play for the Nuggets this year, do not play in another game, I think I would actually be very encouraged about this championship window coming out of a season where they say go win a playoff series without those two guys. Absolutely, you got to feel like you add those two guys back into the mix and you are a top-tier championship contender. So I think it depends on what you end up getting. What I was mentioning there, Connor, is you get your foot in the door if you then at that point in the playoffs have a healthy Michael Porter Jr., have a healthy Jamal Murray. Now you're a scary team as a six or a seven seed fully healthy and maybe you surprise somebody and you can then go on that run you were looking for in the playoffs. Well, and the nice thing is the West is pretty weak this year, or at least that's how it seems 20% of the way through the season. Can they hang on? Can Jamal Murray get healthy? Time will tell. You know, we've got the playoff, the play in, excuse me. So we'll, we'll kind of see Minnesota, Oklahoma City, Sacramento, San Antonio. We'll see. Yeah, you know, you mentioned scoring, Nick, and and the, the Nuggets are already hard-pressed this year to find any sort of consistent offense outside of Jokic. I think their their second-best offensive player, at least the most consistent, has been Will Barton, um, who has been really, really good, actually, this year. Stout of the week. Stout of the week. Stout of the week. Stout of the week. Oh, it's my favorite time again. He's back. He's You're back. officially back. <laughs> so... Will Barton, I mentioned, uh, been pretty good this year. So he is averaging 16.6 points a game, 4.9 rebounds, 4.1 assists, and he's shooting 40% from three. Here is the list of players in the NBA that have those stat line or better. Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Nikola Jokic, Brandon Ingram, Will Barton III. 
That's Whoa. it. Which is exactly why you should never consider putting him on the bench. He's an obvious <laughs> Yeah, Jared, I'm going to win you over on the Will uh, Barton. You know what? Hey, so far, what I have seen this year, again, I think a lot of, you know, and I don't want to say my hate of Will Barton. Like, it's not, it's not hate. My criticism of Will Barton is understand your role within a team. I think Aaron Gordon's a great example of understanding your role within a team and how you make that team better. And right now, we need Will Barton to be the guy. I mean, that's truly what the Nuggets need right now is for him to be a top-tier player in the NBA and a guy that is controlling the game. Well, if anything... What this does is it allows him the ability to fulfill that role, get his shots. He's not necessarily a pass-first guy, so if anything, this allows him to to create more and, and gives him more chances to do that. So, yeah, you know he. he but with those four assists a game, Jared, I think he's kind of bending that narrative a little bit that you and others have hung on his head that he is a selfish player. I've, I know I've heard you call him something. He can be selfish. I mean. Come on. We can call a spade <laughs> hey, a spade. And you know what, Connor? I'm just going to say it's early, and let's see how this plays out over the season. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I. Uh, w- it will be interesting to see what happens. The, the Nuggets need to but, get Nikola back, he though. is a key, key factor for this team right now. I mean, I think when you're talking about, I think in any you know, basketball team anymore in the NBA, you kind of have to talk about your big three and you kind of have to have those three guys that are in that dynamic. Right, and now, right now he's fitting into that big three. Can um, I, sorry. Can I stop you and ask a question here? You may when ask you say, several questions. <laughs> thank you, Nick. Thank you. Producer Nick over yes. there. Uh, when you say nowadays, right, you need a big three, especially nowadays, right? You said, especially nowadays. Why? Why nowadays? Can you name me one single person who has ever won an NBA championship without a yes prolific second player Dirk Nowitzki immediately Ooh, that is actually a good one but again and there's not like, many I'm gonna I just I'm just being you're a jerk you're right and that was probably a, not a good choice of words in saying that you are right because it's so easy we everyone and I'll use the easy example of Michael Jordan everyone wants to talk about how great he was but he absolutely had that kind of same dynamic with a, a, a Scottie Pippen and some of the other guys around him in that oh, Scottie that Pippen is, LeBron, is LeBron, LeBron James and Kyrie were a big two yeah. I would argue that he didn't right. have a big three, but again, we're just nitpicking it. Right, right. But I guess my point is, I guess the reason I even asked that question in in the first place is that what we've seen by and large is that you need another person. It can't just be one. One can get you to the playoffs. One, one can make you win some playoff series, right? But you're not really winning a championship. Kind of like the quarterback argument, right? Of course, you can throw out the freaking Trent Dilfers of the world, right? Like, those exist. It happens. Or Joe Flacco. Oh, oh my God. Uh, we will, he's still in his prime, by the way. Will, I don't know if anybody's <laughs> talked to John Elliott, but he he definitely still looks like he's in his prime. Look, looking good for the, what, Jess this week? I can't even yeah, look at his Yeah, they face. have like four rookie quarterbacks on this roster. And Joe, Joe Flacco. But okay. Joe Flacco's the guy to throw out there. So, so yeah, true, true, true. So... My point is that it, by and large, you need another guy, right? So Jokic can bring the Nuggets very far, but without having Jamal Murray or an MPJ, right? Because here's here's the thing: is Will Barton, I, I like the guy a lot, but he's not that guy. Will Barton's not going to be your number two guy on a he championship he team. Is. He 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 may or may not think he is, but but he's not. He he's not the number two guy on a championship team. Okay, and and neither is the Aaron Gordon. Right? I don't think we're arguing that though. Uh, no, so so I think I, I, I'm just bringing it back to in terms of the prospects for this season, Jared. I don't think there's any way you're winning a championship if you don't have Murray or MPJ at a very high level for them. It'll and, be interesting. I don't see that happening. It'll be interesting to see how Jamal comes back. 
and we can't really make. It wasn't good, by the way. You guys see the videos he's posting on the gram? No, he's uh, yeah, he uh, most recent one he actually had where he was uh, a Nuggets trainer was guarding him at half court before a Nuggets game, recent Nuggets game, and he did a whole you know crossover dribble, beat, uh, dribbled all the way around him like pretty full speed and went and dunked it like hard. It wasn't just like, I remember a couple months ago, he showed a video of him dunking and it was like a Nikola Jokic dunk, but he actually got up there and like slammed it after doing a crossover. I always see those videos and it scares the crap. And I'm like, no, well, no stop. Uh, well, luckily Jamal is like not an explosive player in the sense of like a Derek Rose type where you need like mega athleticism. So we'll see how he comes back. But he does. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good point, Nick, but he does utilize a lot of his athleticism to make an open shot. Like he, he doesn't rely on it as much as a Derrick Rose, you know, but he definitely has a little, a little wiggle in his game that allows him to, to kind of create space and create a shot. Something that MPJ, by the way, doesn't appear to have shown so far in this career, in his career. But yeah, it's a good point. Nick. We'll, we'll see what happens. I think, I think it's just going to be interesting. I, I don't, I don't think he is as relying on it as, as, as some players so. in any I mean right now as you sit here today again it is November 23rd where is your optimism that the Nuggets have a chance to win a championship do we think there's any chance of winning a championship this year I feel like you always have a chance I think there's no you don't I think, uh, you don't you most of the times <laughs> you don't okay if the NBA has taught us one thing most seasons you show up with about a point zero 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 one chance okay I think even before the MPJ injury, there's clearly four teams that are better for in the West, even Golden State, Phoenix, Utah. Maybe you could call the Nugs in the four seed. I don't know. There's just a lot of teams this year. It seems like the East is very strong. If I if you were to ask me a number, I would say five to ten percent. Yeah. No, that's I, I would say even less than that, to be quite honest. For this season, but with that said, I think the championship window's still there. I don't think we pushed the panic button yet. No, and I do think it, from just a philosophical standpoint, you should absolutely take the gas pedal off this year. Tank. I'm not saying you don't. Tank. I'm not saying you tank. Okay, I'm not going to go there. But also, again, understand the idea of what you did, what your philosophy was when you signed Aaron Gordon to a deal and when you signed Michael Porter Jr. Junior to a deal. You took this window beyond this year. So allow the window to happen while it's still there. Don't force it this year at the cost of that window. No, that's true. And, and hey, Jared, I have to have to interject here. I mean, we seem to recall a couple months ago before the season started, I was telling you about how the East was going to be good this year. And I said, I actually think the East might win more games than the West this year. You just about laughed me off of our own show here. So I want to just... Put wow. it down here. Look at what the East is doing, my friend. Wow. They uh, appeer to be pretty strong. You I'm not just saying. I'm, I'm just, just going to keep ignoring <laughs> these comments and these standings until at least after Christmas. Okay. And then I will hear it. Then if we're still in the same position, then I will eat some crow. Okay? Because everyone's getting so caught up with this. Your Lakers. Soaps, I know my you Lakers? love your Lakers. I, that's sarcasm. No, I haven't, haven't listened <laughs> no. to this show. Uh, Soaps does not love the Lakers, and he was on a very hard stance going into the season that they uh, the, all these moves weren't going to exactly pan out for them. So they've not looked so good. That's got to feel good. good. It's got to feel good. It's all about fit. It's, I just Westbrook. But we all think they're going to bounce back a little mm. bit, right? I mean, no. Okay. We'll see. So, so again, let's revisit this at Christmas. All right. And if do. we're still in the same spot, then Connor, I will absolutely allow you the but, floor. 
floor to let me hear. Hey, hey, but let's also, uh, just because this is a Colorado show, let's give a little shout out to the job that Wes Unsell Jr. is doing with the Washington Wizards right now. Yes. There we go. Crowd goes crazy. <laughs> hey, man. Enlighten those of us who have no idea what you're talking uh, about. He was the Nuggets bench coach for the past, I don't know how many years, but he's been he's been Malone's guy. And basically every year, Michael Michael Malone has has been really building him up as a head coach. I mean, every year he says, hey, whoever hires Wes Unsell Jr., I mean, he's going to get a good coach. This guy's going to be a successful coach in the NBA. And he says it every year. And then finally last year, he goes, I don't understand why he's not getting a chance or what. He kind of went on record and was a little irritated about it. Like, what's going on with this guy not getting a chance? And, you know, the Washington Wizards hired him. And now is he, are they still first in the East? Um, I mean, I believe they're, so. They're right up there. I mean, they're. I think it's Brooklyn. Um, yeah, so Brooklyn's thirteen and five, okay. and Washington is eleven and six. But again, out of the gate, fantastic. Right, great start, and so it's good to see a you know a, a Nuggets man, a guy that Michael Malone has been promoting for years and years, get his opportunity, and he's doing great. So and doing it in the East, where it doesn't. And in the East, exactly. <laughs> so that's even exactly. better. It's, it's even perfect. Better. So hey, good job to him. All right, guys, enough Nuggets talk for the day. I, it was a little depressing. I have to kind of, you know, get back in the festive fun yeah. atmosphere. You know, we, we promised some good Thanksgiving topics. And so I think it's time for us to dive into that. So we got to talk a little bit of Thanksgiving football, right? I mean, that's what the best part in my mind. I agree. Uh, uh, well, actually, I say that. And I'm like, now the food. The food. <laughs> oh, yeah. What? The food. Oh, no, the food. It's a mix. You're hung, uh, you're hung over off the turkey. And then football's on. And you get a nap usually in the afternoon game because usually the afternoon game is the Cowboys. The game Snooze always sucks. Yeah, unless yeah. you have kids and there's no such thing as a nap. Well, Connor, oh. the decisions we make. Okay. <laughs> choices, choices. Uh, so even though the Broncos are not playing this Thursday, uh, I wanted to focus this Thanksgiving-themed trivia around the Broncos, okay? Perfect. So what this is, guys, I got a few questions for you to to answer, and we're going we're gonna to add a little layer to this, though, okay? So... This is all related to Broncos playing on Thanksgiving, trivia related to that. Now, it's going to be a kind of double-tiered system, okay? It, I will throw the question out there. If you get the answer correct without anything, any hints, anything like that, you get two points, okay? Perfect. If you guys will each get an opportunity to do that, if the first person doesn't get it, the other person will have an opportunity to guess, that gets you two points. If neither get the answer right, then I will give mul four multiple choice options, and then whoever gets it right first at that point will get one point. Okay, deal. Okay, does that make sense? No computers, producer Nick. No computers. Uh, got the music Might on. have to make him show his hands and his eyes. And keep fine. your eyes on me, baby. <laughs> Okay, trust me though. By the way, I put I, I put these trivia questions together myself, just just doing you know researching and different websites stuff. It's really hard to find stuff on like specific to the Denver Broncos on Thanksgiving Day trivia. It, 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 oh my god, I took like an hour just trying to find five freaking questions. So we have five questions here. You better not end up in a tie because I have no tiebreaker. Perfect. Okay, that's why we got the two point system. Okay, first question. All time. How many times have the Broncos played in Thanksgiving Day games? I'll go first. Oh, uh, four. Yeah, just, just call it out. Four. Sopras says four. Okay. Sopras says four. Sopras is wrong. Oh. Now, do I have to be closer than Nick, or do I have to get it right? Like you have price, to get it right. It's like Price is right. You can't go over. No, you have to get it right, and then we'll open the multiple choice up if you don't get it right. Eleven. 
Jesus, Holy Connor. shit, he yeah. got it right. 11, 11. games. Ah. Did you just pull that out of your ass? It's just a, it's a good number. You're not wow. getting the applause for that. 11 oh, games. Wow. That's an obvious Google answer. Wow. I don't even have, like... That makes me disgusted. You know what? This is just disgusting. No, because actually when you Google it, they only list the next question, Whoa. which uh, it's since 1970... The Broncos have played in seven Thanksgiving Day games. Ooh. Whoa. Ooh. How many times have they won? Four. Soper says four. Soper's is correct this time. Okay. All right. Everybody likes that oh, one. Oh, wow. Where's my chance? You said we both get a chance, You guys get well, the crowd. he got it right. Crowd's so going he gets to answer it first every time? Yes. Well, you got to speak up. Oh, okay. So it's whoever speaks up. Yeah. I guess answer it in the form of a question. <laughs> oh, God. I, no. Answer my question we'll with the that. question. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm sorry if I wasn't clear on that, but no, 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 we're good. speak up. We're good. Or All forever right. hold your peace. All right. All right. Two to two here, guys. Going into question number three. It's tight. What year was the last time the Broncos played 2009. Boom. Connor's got it Obviously. right. Obviously. Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, he's he's Googled this before. No, I haven't. This was in the notes. I wish that I that was not. a question because you're actually wrong, I think. And I don't have oh, it in good. front of me. Good. I want to. Oh, God. Well, we're going we're gonna to leave that all open. I'll look <laughs> it up in case we need a tiebreaker. Okay. Okay. Connor's up. Four to two. Four to two. Okay. What? team have the Broncos played most on Thanksgiving? Detroit. Connor's right again. It's a Google. He's a Google cheat. No, there, that one's, there's only two answers you could give, and it's a 50-50. It's either Detroit or Whatever, it's the Cowboys. Man. Whatever, man. Yeah, I'm just true. saying. I like, don't like your logic. True. It disgusts me. <laughs> okay. I worked really hard on this trivia, and you guys are just destroying <laughs> it. I thought I had all these multiple choice things to throw in there just to throw you guys off and everything. Wow. So Connor is up actually in an unbeatable point. So we're going to... Make this one worth five. Make this one worth five. Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. Otherwise, what's the point of doing it? No, it's not unbeatable because he could get two points on the fourth and two points on the... No, that was the fourth. Oh. Yeah, just, so, just yeah, stop, You're up Connor. six to two just right stop. now. Oh, all right. So, Fair enough. Okay. All right, five points, baby. Five points. Let's go. In what year did the Broncos play their very first Thanksgiving Day game? 1971. 1964. Okay, you're both wrong. Okay, all right, we get to go again. 1941. 1967. <laughs> Who's the closest? <laughs> one more. One more. One uh, 19, more. 1947. 1949. 1949. 1954. Connor's been pretty close on all of them. 1962 was the year. 1962 is. <laughs> I hate this game. Okay, apparently Connor's just like is a master whiz at Thanksgiving Day trivia. Oh, you mean Googling? I, I yes, should have made you Googler. do this trivia because you probably could have pulled out another five questions just off the top of your head. Uh, I remember that we have lost to the Chiefs. I thought it was. I thought that was last so, time we played, but it might have been the Giants. We also yeah, the we, Giants was the we last beat one. The Giants. Sure. We beat the we Giants. We beat the Giants and then lost to the Chiefs before that. Yeah, and then the other ones. I mean, hey, those are the only two times the Bronx have played so you beat me since twelve like to two thousand six. No, that was not good. No, it was That's six baloney. To two. Six to two. So, real quick, before we, you know, kind of move off of this topic, I know the Broncos aren't playing on Thanksgiving, but do you guys have any, like, favorite memories of Broncos Day, Thanksgiving Day games? I don't. Hmm. I remember Mike Anderson tore it up one year. So, the I one think for against me... Detroit. I think it was Detroit. The one for me is not Mike Anderson that stands out. It's when Ron Dane... Ron Dane, yes, I Ron thought, Dane. I, I actually, when I... That's what, like, sparked me wanting to do this trivia. I'm like, oh, yeah, he set, like, a record or something. 
He didn't. He had 98 rushing yards in that game. It was just that he had a huge, uh, whether it was an overtime, I think he had a huge run that set up the game-winning field goal. It was like a 50-yard run. And he had a tutty that game, too, I think. Yeah, and I'm like, 98 yards? I thought it was like 200, but like, no, he was nowhere near that. But that's the one for me that was 2006, I believe, or I don't, I don't have it. Now I don't have it in front Ooh. of me yet. I closed out Wikipedia. That's okay. the best source for all information <laughs> for anyone out Excellent. there who's curious. Do we have a upset alert that the Detroit Lions do, in fact, win against the Chicago Bears on Thursday? Is that an upset? I mean, I guess is they owe or over. But, is, uh, but Justin Fields isn't playing, which... You get the red rocket. You get the... Red rifle, I think, is what we're going. Red rocket. <laughs> <laughs> the red rifle, I think. Is what, that's where we're at. Well, either okay. way, welcome to the both, pod, everybody. Both disgusting. Follow us at Red Rock Sports One. Yeah. Uh, no red rockets this weekend, guys. No red rocket. He will be forever known as the Red Rocket. Yeah. Okay. Well, it it actually seems more fitting for Andrew a- Andy Dalton and, I, I, Andrew I, I, Dalton Andrew Dalton the red rocket um, I don't know where are we at are we in reference in to his arm strength. are we in Detroit in that game do we uh, know it's at Detroit yeah then I don't know that this is that much of an upset I don't think the Bears are that good yeah, of a team. I'm curious about what that line is it's gotta be close yeah checking yeah I don't know I I gotta say Matt lately, Nagy about to get the boot I, I, I've About really felt, time. oh yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. But I really feel like the the NFL really has to get away from these every year. Poop teams. The 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 Lions and the, the Cowboys, Cowboys and the Packers. I mean, the Packers are usually a good teams, so that helps. But when they play, yeah, who the, I just can, I mean, there's very few Thanksgiving Day games that are truly, really engaging. And I actually started wondering to the point like, is this intentional by the NFL? Because they know their viewership's probably, you know, a little off. People are eating meals and they're missing games. So, yeah, don't worry too much. We got three games. You love your conspiracies, I do. Jared. I you sure are just do. a con- No. People are always thinking behind the scenes, Connor, and how it it's, impacts you. By the way, Chicago is a three-point favorite. Ooh. Yeah. So that's not really like upset alert. I mean, yeah, I mean if you lose to the winless Detroit Lions... It's pretty gross. Yeah, talk to the Broncos <laughs> in a couple weeks. Pretty gross. But by the way, you see the Broncos got uh, audibled into primetime in two weeks. Yeah, I did. Against Flexed. the Chiefs. <laughs> oh, had nothing to do oh, with God, the Broncos. I thought you were talking about the Lions. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the Lions game. That mm. must be three weeks out. Then we must. Be I don't three know, but two weeks out is the yeah the Chiefs and and of of course the uh, flex had everything to do with the the Chiefs and not not the Broncos. No, nope. I, 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 I disagree. <laughs> Broncos have been some very good games this year. Okay? Yeah, us and our and our sixteen points per game Stop. average. You know the Broncos Stop. are actually averaging more points per game on the road than they are at home, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's insane. Figure something out. Yeah, especially at at mile high. You should really have a I, I did it again. I just time. I just like angled the discussion once again towards the Broncos. I did not mean yeah. to do that. Okay. No, it's okay because Back to it Thanksgiving. Is, <laughs> it is no. I think it is time to to dive a little bit into the oh, Broncos. What about our Thanksgiving favorite meals at the end? No, of that'll be the oh. end of the show. Oh yeah, you stick oh, around. We got, we got more you coming. Stick around because we got I, some good. I, yeah. So we we talked about we teased a little <laughs> bit last week. Uh, we've teased it actually on a few of our other shows. I just got finished doing one with Tyler Walgie where he listed his. 
you know, most overrated, underrated. I'm like, dude, you're stealing my thunder here, man. You, you're, you're killing me. Of course, that, that, that show's called Buffs Nation. If you guys want to follow it, it's a, a Woos Media podcast. Uh, we the podcast are, is much better than the on-field product, I promise. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, unlike, of course, what we follow, which is only great, very talented teams. Uh, no, but if you guys want to check out other shows, Woos Media has a bunch of great shows, mostly sports-related, anything from sports betting, college football. Obviously, we cover some, some pro sports here as well. You can find them at woosmedia.com. That's W-O-O-Z-E media.com or wherever you're at. If you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, just search Woos Media. All their shows will come up. Check them out. If you guys like this show, you'll like their other shows as well. Connor, we got stuff going later. I want to tease the audience. We're going to talk about our most overrated and underrated Thanksgiving dishes. That's how we'll end the show today. But because we're talking football, we're talking Broncos, I thought it's a good time to... Do the inevitable. We do need to talk a little bit of Broncos right now. They were on a bye week, but they were actually busy this week. You know, the Nuggets aren't the only ones giving out big contracts. The, the Broncos throw out a couple of contracts this week, uh, mainly, specifically, to their wide receivers. Both Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick get inked to three-plus-year deals this week. Cortland Sutton's, in particular, a huge deal. Four years, $60.8 million. That's an average of $15.2 million per year. And not to uh, to slight him, Tim Patrick got a three-year, $34 million deal, $11.33 million per year. Big money, guys. Now, when you say mainly... Is there like a secondary no, contract? I just, uh, no, no, oh, okay. specifically. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. So, receivers. Well, there we go. They probably signed some some little guys. No, that's uh, some moves. George Payton making some moves, right? Uh, I think when I look at this, it really seems like almost an indictment on that draft class of Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. Like That's the way I view it. Interesting. I view it as an indictment in terms of this organization. You know, George Payton is not trying to... He doesn't have his chips in with those two guys. I read this totally different, 100% different. This is, to me, I look at a scenario now with Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Alberto Okabu. Oh, I had it. I had okay, it. Have it. You did have it. Oh, okay. Dude, try it again. Try it again. Okawebunam. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. I have I, when I'm off the mic, I'm like gold. I can say it every time. You get behind the mic and you freeze. What was his name again? Albert Okawebunam. There you go. Boom. And potentially Noah Fant, if you pick up his fifth year option. All of those guys would be signed through 2023, two more seasons with that, in a window where you are trying to recruit quarterbacks. That's what this move is to Correct. me. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, as you have stacked your top four receivers, your top two tight ends. All of your skill positions on offense are locked up for years to come. Our skill position players are not the problem. We agree. No, yeah, no doubt. And and I think so so that was actually my my secondary thing I think it says, right? So I think I think one, it definitely says that you you don't have the faith in Jerry cuz here's a, here's the here's just the facts of it, right? You're not going to have the money to sign Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. Sure, you'll be it, kicking Tim Patrick to the curb at that point. Yes. Well, I mean, you won't have the money in your salary cap. You'll what have do you to, mean? He doesn't have, have to, to get find, signed for another we don't three even seasons. Know. And Tim Patrick will no longer be under contract at that point. So I thought it was two more seasons. No? 
Well, he's no. in his second year if you give him the fifth year option. Oh, because he's a first round pick, but yeah. not KJ Hamler. KJ Hamler's KJ not going to get no. resigned. Don't worry, he's not going to. No, no, him. I got you. But so, so at least at the very least, it's an indictment on KJ Hamler. Like it's yes, and, I agree and, and with it's that. fair because he's not been on the field. I mean, obviously, you need to be on the field. But you know what? Jerry Judy hasn't shown enough either. I, I, I was going to say right. that too. So, so I still stand by that. That definitely, in Although, my opinion, says it. He was the most productive player last week. Hit the weekly draft, but. <laughs> I do think I do think if you read between the the tea leaves here, I think the secondary thing, the other thing that it definitely shows you, the Broncos are looking for I think a veteran quarterback. That's what they're looking for. You, you don't sign these guys, then go out and get a you know quarterback in the draft next year and develop him over these three years. Like that, that is not what uh, the action. I could argue that that this move does say that because now you have a ton of talent locked up for a couple of years. You're paying that big. Your quarterback's going to be not being getting paid big. He would then develop over a three or four year window. Nah. By the time he's needing to get paid big, you oh, don't God. have to dish out these contracts. And then you can sign Jerry Judy because he's your favorite. Boom. There we go. No, I think that's where you're looking at more of a scenario what you've seen the Packers do with Aaron uh, Rodgers, what you saw the Patriots do with Tom Brady, where you're bringing guys in more like a Tim Patrick, that guys are, that aren't high profile guys getting paid a lot because you have faith in your quarterback to elevate their play. While your quarterback's not productive, young, while he's still learning and growing, you have a talented group of guys that, in my mind, I like this move because you have guys that are coming off of rookie deals. Uh, I don't know Tim Patrick's age off the top of my head. I don't know where he he is. I think he's still a fairly young I think guy. I would I want to say twenty six. But guys that you can basically expect, you would hope that their trajectory is going upwards through the course of this contract. They're not peaking and dropping off through the course of this. He's twenty eight. So he's but three year deal. You're, you're kind of pushing that. But you know this is actually very similar to me when the Broncos signed uh, Demarius Thomas. And Emmanuel Sanders to big deals, see, and but that it was made, really questioned. But but it made more sense when you have a quarterback. That but can did throw it the ball. because you have the quarterback that should be elevating the play around you? So why are you paying elite receiver mm. money? Well, I mean, did did both those contracts come after Super Bowl Fifty? No, because if they didn't, then yeah, it was the right decision. Like no, I I do I think at least Demarius Thomas was before that. Okay, so um, and and I would argue that actually those contracts, while at the time, you know, through the course of the contracts, people really ripped Demarius Thomas and how hard he fell off, and he did. He fell off pretty hard in his career, from being an elite receiver to being a guy that couldn't even make it on a squat over the last couple of years of his career. Um, but. I think when you look at the the Broncos' money in it, what they got in value out of it, if you remember, they actually ended up trading both Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, so got draft value back out of them. Like you you mentioned, they got the Super Bowl 50 victory. I think that absolutely paid off for them, and and I think this is going to pay off for them again as they move Mm. forward if, Mm. if, Mm. if, if. They can get that damn quarterback. Yeah, let me just tell you what, Jared. <laughs> let, let me let me tell you a couple. Pull up a chair here, Bucko. Let me tell you something. When you don't have a quarterback on your team, you cannot build a football team from the outside in. Yeah, but you're just going to let these guys, the these guys go. These are talented players. I mean, you've got to have some sort of base to build off of. You can always rework these contracts. That's the best part about the NFL is there is no... I mean, there's dead money, but it's not like the MLB or the NBA. You, you could rework contracts into bonus money, things like that, to get a guy that you want to get. Well, you know what? I just think if, you, if you're if you going to do this, 
then then I don't understand what what you're doing drafting receivers in the first and second round uh, two year uh, uh, not this season but the last season and what I don't understand about that uh, okay so hear hear this out that was the sixth time sixth time in NFL draft history where a team has taken wide receivers in their first two picks and and when you do that you are communicating that we don't have enough at that position like a lot right I mean like you are you are putting out the message I, I say this sometimes right uh, don't listen to what an organization says because it's all full of shit half the time you know what I mean like it, like that sound like a yoga yeah, but, quote. But, it's all full of shit half the time. <laughs> um, but 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 uh, but but you look at what they do, right? Look at their actions. Yeah, but but Peyton wasn't the GM at that time. No, I know. I'm, I'm aware right, of that. I mean, obvi- obviously, but so, you can't. I mean, so okay, he's so, got what he's got. So George Peyton is not invested in those draft picks in particular. So I he's go got a back pair to of nines. The, what are you? So, what are you so I go back to the point. Then what are you even doing with these guys on the? I mean. What are you even doing with Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler even on your roster? I mean, trade them if 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 you have your two guys. Yeah, you're but you're paying. not maximizing value. If you're if you're trading them right now, you're not getting a first mm. round in return for no, Jerry Judy. No, no, you're not. You're right. You're not. You're and not. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play that out in hopes that well, he ends up becoming an elite receiver. That now I have three elite. It's not receivers. a decision that's gonna make or break the Denver Broncos. How about that? In my opinion, yeah. I think it was pretty. I think it was something that they felt compelled to do. You make the call. You get them paid. And you keep trying to find a quarterback because we have pieces. It's not like the Broncos are. T- it's not like we're the Jets. I mean, we're certainly appears that way sometimes. <laughs> it certainly appears, although we did beat the Jets by quite a wide margin. But sometimes you got to sign what you've got and keep trying to build off that. You know, and, and, unless you find somebody that's going to throw them and give them the football, it just doesn't matter. You know what would have made me oh, feel so point. much better about these moves? If Justin freaking Fields was on this roster. Right I don't know now. if he's the guy. I'm like not. I, I like I, him. I like him. I absolutely, though, feel like if to me that would have gone hand in hand. I think it kind of builds but off you, what you're saying. Is you're making a bunch of moves over the last two years that tells you you're you're not right there. You're not just you know you're not going for that. You know you're not you're not trying to get the quarterback. You know, you you're know not what trying the Broncos to bring the guy are going to do because they're the Broncos right now. What they're going to resign t- uh, Teddy Bridgewater. And actually, I'm Stop. okay with that. Gonna Stop. I'm, I'm totally 100% okay with why. They're, they're gonna sign, I don't even want to have this conversation. They're going to sign Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, my God. And they're going to look for a veteran. Sign him to back up money. Oh, my God. Right. That's what they're going to do. No, that's what and they're going to do. And that's a good move because uh, Drew Locke you know is not, not a good You know what, though, Jared? You're going to have to overpay a little bit. Okay, so how can we say, how can why? We say that... Because he's proving he's not a starting quarterback ha- ha- this year? How can we say that... that Teddy Bridgewater is is a good move, but we're I, I just don't I get don't that logic because we know he's not the guy. Solid sound we, we know he's not the guy, and if and by Connor's logic, you pay you you keep getting quarterbacks until you land one. So why would we do? But you're supposed to just go with one so, quarterback and no backups. No, but so it, it, it doesn't no, no. matter who's a quarterback. Don't, don't get me, don't don't get me confused. R- really? here. I don't Ask think the they Seahawks should. If it matters, it doesn't matter. Some of these other teams, they're not going anywhere. Quarterback goes down, and you need somebody to step in for three or four games. I'm okay with Teddy Bridgewater being my quarterback. So you want to over. So, so we're going to criticize the we're going to criticize the wide receiver money, but then we're going to overpay no. on a quarterback. No, so a backup quarterback. Okay, hey, stop. To be clear, I have to be clear here. No, I don't think that they should do that. I'm just saying that's what the Broncos will do. That's what they will do. They hey, will overpay. Connor, great distinction. What they will get him there. What, so what are we what are we drawing as like a, a a higher end backup quarterback money? We talking eight to ten million a year? Because uh, I'm I'm good with eight to ten, 10 million. A year I, I'm thinking he's 10. getting I'm thinking he's getting a twelve, twelve a year for two years. And Something I mean, like it's, that. it's all freaking monopoly. So Mar- money, Marcus so. Mariota makes nine point one million. Nick Boom. Foles makes nine. Give me that deal, and I'm good with Chase Teddy Daniel makes seven. 
I don't know. If you give me maybe a 12, a maybe a 15, a ah, man, we're, we're, what? No, what are you doing? You can get him under 10 for two well, or three years. I'm good with that move because he's a good locker room guy. I think he is somebody that absolutely can step in and win you a couple of games with a talented team and a good Woof. roster. See, I think you could do worse as a backup. I'd, I'd rather Drew Locks a worse. Think of where we fell into the point where we're arguing over like who, like why Teddy Bridgewater should be like the backup. I, that's, I what, rather, that's what we're talking about. Now. I would rather the Broncos go out and get a different veteran, right? Uh, try. Try for the the Russell Wilsons, right? Shoot for the try, try for the Russell Wilsons, the Aaron Rodgers. Try and go out of that way and draft a guy. That's the other key. And draft a quarterback, right? Put him behind whoever you bring in. But you know what? See, if you go get Russell Wilson or, or uh, Aaron Rodgers, don't worry about drafting a quarterback. He ain't playing during that rookie contract. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And I mean, what are you going to do? Pay the guy? I mean, I don't think Aaron Rodgers has got five more years left. Absolutely, yeah. He has oh my god. Well, okay, yeah. yeah. All right. Should have made the should should have traded. Should have well, given the well, three, four first round picks. Okay. Should have. Oh, and ten? you want ten? Yeah, you want Take ten. You want, you want six first round picks? Yeah, whatever. So, okay, good. so I think you go. I think I would love to see the Broncos. What I what I would love to see them do is go after one of those two guys, right? Maybe even a Deshaun Watson, depending on what happens with him and everything. So so those maybe those three quarterbacks I would include in that category that you should go give anything for. Right. I mean, seriously, everything is your disposal. We will trade for this. If you can't get them, I would even rather them go get. So so then when you we step away from the that first tier, right, and you go down to this other tier, then you definitely draft a guy in addition to bringing in. So these are like the guys like a maybe like a like a Matt Ryan or a. Oh. You know, I know. I mean, he's uh, an upgrade over Teddy Bridgewater. Is he? I think so. Yes. Oh, you guys, dude, <laughs> dude, almost won himself a Super Bowl. Almost, if not almost. for Kyle Shanahan. Almost, Kyle Shanahan got in his way there. Well, they all got in their way. How about that? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, well, and 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 oh, unfortunately, can't we're just about you know, we'll, we'll certainly be talking about the <laughs> the quarterback, quarterback situation in the draft class and things like that as we. You know, turnover into off season here in, in a month or two. Well, and, and the, the Broncos, and, and the Broncos have other holes too. I mean, I, it's all great. I I love the story of Tim Patrick. By the way, it's, it's a really good story, right? Feel good story. The guy comes in. Uh, what was he cut from? How many teams? Was it like five teams or something? Um, you know, un, undrafted guy. Uh, just comes in, makes a name for himself. All he does is produce. Great story. Get paid. You know, good job. Good for him, right? So I'm not trying to criticize. I, I like Tim Patrick a lot, and I like Cortland Sutton a lot. I like those players. It's just this team has so many other whole. I mean, yeah, so uh, what though? You we just, need defensive line. They need an interior linebacker. But they, they also need, have more cash space than most of the NFL. Yeah, I mean, yeah but Connor, then it, you can't just line. like let these guys go, and now all of a sudden you have holes at your skill position player. No, but, you but, have to keep the talent that you have on your team and continue to build through the draft. If you don't believe, unless you give if up you six don't first round draft in, picks for, If you yeah. don't believe in Jerry Judy or. Who's or to KJ say they Hamler, don't? Who's to say they don't? I, I'm saying, if, I'm just saying, if you do not believe in, in those two guys, then yes, absolutely. You cannot let these guys ask, walk. Ask the, Connor, ask the it's a Chiefs three year how contract. many receivers you should have. Yeah, it's a three-year contract. She's got like 19 receivers on their roster somehow. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and you can name two of them. I can name like <laughs> four of them that have been washouts with other teams. Josh Gordon's on that list. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, the Chiefs are good. At, uh, I mean, it's, it's important to have a couple receivers, right? I mean, you look at the... But, 
but is it? <laughs> Look at the Chiefs. They've been to the last two Super Bowls what with are one wide receiver. What wow, are they the have Chiefs without Tyreek Hill and, and, and without uh, Travis, Travis Kelsey? Kelsey. You know, no, no doubt. But so they have a couple receiving they're, options. They're Jokic on the Nuggets. You've right got to keep. Well, you've got to keep the talent that you have, Connor. Yeah. Regardless of whether or not it's not like they're five, and six you, year and contracts. Or three. When guys are productive, you pay. A and, and if you find a quarterback in the draft, you like guess what? He's on a rookie contract. You can overpay these guys and then adjust. At the and end that's of their- where if I if the Broncos go draft a first round quarterback, which the the you know we'll see. I, there's not a whole lot of hype surrounding the quarterback class this year. We'll talk about that as things get closer. We all start dialing into that a little bit more. But uh, you know, if the Broncos go draft an early round quarterback. Then you can take all this open cap space that you have and feed it into your defense and into your offensive line if you feel you need to. I think they do in a couple of spots, but I think they've also proven some of the young talent they've drafted over the last couple of years are starting caliber players, particularly on the inside. Um, but I think you're in a position where you have cap space available. You would have a young quarterback on a, on a rookie deal, and you could actually build this defense up to be elite and you'd have the skill position players to score. We're missing a quarterback. We all know missing it. Missing a quarterback. Missing a quarterback. That's really what it comes down to. You know, I think, I wonder how, uh, I, I do wonder too how Noah Fant feels in this whole situation. Who because, cares how no, Noah because Fant in, in another feels? Way, in a, no, uh, what I mean by that is that in another way to look at this is it's also an indictment on Noah Fant. Because because you're not going to find the money to go extend and him. You might pick up his fifth-year option, but you're not going to extend him when you just paid your receivers all this it, money. It, I don't know if we can... Are, no, he, I think this is a topic for another day, but I yeah. know where you're going because I think we're all thinking the same thing with Noah Fant. What 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 was this hype about? What, what Why does why does Noah Fant being upset or whatever or his production necessitate us having to worry about a contract extension no, for no, a guy no. that's been Sorry, I don't, I don't underwhelming at that. best? No, I agree. I, I just am saying it's an indictment on him. Yeah. It's, it's showing I, I you that... I actually agree more than anything because he's the guy most you know soon up for a deal after next... like And he hasn't shown anything. He hasn't shown anything. Actually, before the Broncos go into next season, they will have to have made that decision on whether they're picking up a fifth-year option next year being his fourth season. So as a first-round guy, they have the option to pick up the fifth-year option, which tends to be the smart move he's around because you get him still out of value, um, just yeah. like the Broncos did with Bradley. He hasn't shown enough at it's all. Horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. I think it's, I would argue Albert O has We're all been saying- a better... We're all Probably. saying the same thing, just in different ways. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, believe it or not, the Broncos do actually have a quarterback that is playing in a game this weekend, and we're going to talk about that game. Okay? Are we good with that? We're, we're uh, moving on to the preview of the Broncos and the Chargers. The Broncos go in as a three-point underdog at home. Chargers coming off a big win. A I don't know if I'd say big win, but a, a crazy exciting? game. Exciting game Sunday night. Most of us turned off the game when they, uh, when, you know what? I don't even remember because I didn't even watch the end of it, but it got crazy at the end. I know that. And they won it on the last minute touchdown. And, uh, you know, there's still a lot of hype around the Chargers. And lately, they've not, in my mind, looked great. They've, uh, kind of been up, up and down. And, and Herbert's, I mean, his, his numbers Herbert's are ridiculous. the real deal, man. He's the his real numbers deal. Are ridiculous. So Herbert's a good quarterback. What do we think about the, the the Chargers? Do you guys have any hopes or thoughts the Broncos are going to win this game? I feel like if the Broncos cannot get pressure on Justin Herbert, they're going to go nuts. End of story. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Justin Herbert's tough to uh, 
to really pin down because I do. I've I've been very outspoken before. I believe in Justin Herbert. I do think that he is the real deal. I think he has the potential to be as good as any quarterback in the NFL. I think he's that good. But he does have his ups and downs as a young quarterback, you know? And, you know, he's on my fantasy team. He's been a frustrating fantasy player to have because he's had like three weeks where he just explodes and puts up unreal numbers. And then he'll, he'll put up like two, three weeks in a row where he's just doing nothing. I mean, he just, he kind of has an all or nothing type of type of fantasy trend and and so when you're looking into into can can the broncos beat him yes yes the broncos can beat him the broncos can absolutely beat the chargers but if justin herbert does what he can do then no (laughs) no there's no way and and you just it'll, it'll depend on what happens i mean we'll have to see what version of justin herbert shows up because if it's the version that throws four touchdowns like he did you know did last week then yeah we're not we're not going to win that game we don't have the offense to keep up with that kind of a game so i actually have probably more optimism about this game than i should okay especially coming off of the way the broncos looked against the eagles but i look at a coach like vic fangio and i think this is kind of like his you know, his moment and his the way his mind works where he sees this high-powered offense, you know, similar to going against the Cowboys a few weeks back where they obviously saw something. And, and he had had a, a, a game plan that shut down that offense. I think he can approach this game plan with a, a good game plan to keep Justin Herbert in check. Uh, but a lot of factors playing into this. Broncos, coming off a of bye week, they've had two weeks to prepare for this game. They're, it gives them a chance to be rested and prepared for this game. And with the Chargers coming off that big win, man, so often you see teams get deflated after that, especially on a game that like you could very easily look past. You know, the Broncos, while only a game back of the Chargers, kind of are being looked at right now as the bottom of this division, uh, right there along with the Raiders. And then after this week, the 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 Chargers have to go play a division winning. Bengals, at least they were to winning the division a couple weeks ago. I don't know if they still are. They're right there in their division. It's a competitive team. It's a playoff team. I just, I don't know. You know, I could see a scenario where maybe the Chargers get uh, a little high on themselves, get a little bit full of themselves being, you know, in that position. And I think that the Broncos can actually compete. Do I think they win this game? No. I, but I actually think this is going to be a good competitive game. I like that three-point line. I think it's going to be somewhere right in that range. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I, I don't have optimism either, for the record. I do not think that the Broncos are going to pull away with this one, but who knows, man. I <laughs> obviously against the Cowboys was uh, right. Yeah. I, I almost didn't even want to turn on the game because I, I mean, I did. Because I I'm think a- I should come on the show and be like, "Oh, they're gonna get killed. It's gonna be so bad." Yeah, should we just and, like, do that every week? Win? Just, just, just start talking. Because I was about like so high about them playing the Eagles, and it was so bad. And like all I could think about the whole game is like, "Wow, didn't see that one coming." Um, okay, guys. So the Broncos are five and five right now. Alive. Is this? They actually are very alive in the playoff race. If you're just looking at it on paper, they have back-to-back division games. They play against the Chargers at home, and then they go at Chiefs. They still play both of those teams again this season. They still play the Raiders one more time this season. So they're actually very much alive. And I won't say they control their own destiny or anything, but they win the right games. And this team should be. Or let me. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Could be in the playoff hunt, okay? Ooh. I had to back. Oh, almost said that. Almost came out. You know the Is Broncos this- have won like three games in December in Kansas City? Like ever? Ever? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, well, it, it, well, I don't know if it's ever, but it's in the last like a lot of years. We I only mean- have to win one this year, Connor. <laughs> no, but my question to you guys, does that make this a must win? Seeing the scenario at five and five, 
Do you have to win this game for the Broncos to have any hopes of making the playoffs? Yes. Thousand percent. I will say. Do they have any hopes <laughs> with a win? <laughs> Just setting ourselves up for a little bit more failure, maybe. But the the Chargers have one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. You've got to run the ball. That's going to make a break. Time of possession. Pretty standard game. This should be right up Fangio's wheelhouse. If yeah. you've got a week and a half, two weeks to prepare, whatever it is, you've got to win this game. If you're throwing the ball uh, 40, 40, 50 times in this game, you're going to lose. You're going to unleash. Shermer's back calling the plays, right? I think so, yes. Oh, we're screwed. And, and we're Bosa, screwed. Bosa and the boys will uh, feast on, on our depleted offensive line and, and Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy, two gloves. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think you got to run the ball is what everyone's been saying. I, I almost feel like at this point, Pat Shermer and the Broncos are just like, just to spite everybody else telling them that they have to run the ball. They're just like, no, nope, we can win doing it this way. You know what I mean? No, like, you can't. It's almost like a little bit of that uh, like old man stubbornness going on, you know? None of us have any of that. <laughs> so Broncos are coming off of a bye week, but I know, Nick, you had some updates on some injuries they're still dealing with coming out of that. I think the big one is Glasgow. Uh, I don't – Connor, do you know the update injury on him? Um, I think it was him. Um, just kind of the, the linebacker situation is still, is still scarce and you just you, next man up. You've got to, you got to come out strong regardless of whatever you've got to stop Eckler. It's pretty obvious. It, it just seems like a very black and white game plan for the Broncos. They don't have to overdo it. If there's one guy that you would think would be able to stop them, it'd be Fangio, but TBD. Yeah. And you're going to want to really avoid, I, I would say one of the keys would be you really need to avoid getting shredded on the big play chunk yardage with this team because it is something that the Chargers are good at with Mike Williams who looked good again last uh, this this last week and he he's been a little banged up fighting through some injuries but he is a huge play guy you know and um you know so you got him I think if you can kind of put a lid on him and not give up those those safety mishaps that we've seen here and let's see what you like. got kid I think he's still I think he's also hurt I th- I think he missed practice um today i think he missed today and yesterday i'm not sure but that, that would in my mind that'd be a big injury if, if he's not able to go or is in a limited capacity because i think he is probably your best matchup against these big receivers that that both both keenan allen and mike williams as you mentioned are both big big time receivers well keenan allen's much more of a uh high volume possession receiver so i mean they really got it they got a really good offense i mean they got a they got a decent offensive line they have that big play threat ability in Mike Williams and, and big red zone target, right? Then they got two big red zone targets in Mike Williams and uh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's a good possession receiver. They got a really versatile back, Austin Eckler, who has been doing pretty well again this year. I mean, y- y- it's going to be a lot to handle, right? Now, now the Broncos' defense is capable at playing at a high enough level to to limit some of what the Chargers want to do. That, that's possible for sure, but you're going to have to do that if you want to win this game because Lord knows Teddy Bridgewater and company aren't going to throw up 30 well, points. Well, I was just going to say, it to me, it's incumbent upon this offense has to absolutely show up and they have to be able to keep up because your defense is only going to be able to do so much to shut down the state. Well, then G- Garrett Bowles still hurt too. You know what I mean? <laughs> I coming off that ankle injury, so. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot out there. So we'll see. Uh, you know, the Broncos, I think offensively, is that's where it comes down to. I really think they have to be able to put up points. Well, then we're screwed. They, they don't have a chance. <laughs> okay? And, and speaking of putting up points. I'm just kidding. Okay. I don't mean to be a pessimist. I love the Broncos, but they're they're breaking my heart again. Once again, it's uh 
They're, 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 they have a place deep inside my heart, and they're splitting it open. I think Connor is a glutton for pain in that he <laughs> loves following bad teams. Uh, I think so. That's what I think it is. Well, well, now guy, the other, go ahead, Connor. No, well, now with the CU bus performing the way they, they do, uh, you uh, can join me on that side. Yeah, they had a big Jerry. win on so, Saturday. They did. They yeah. did. And uh, by the way, I, when I was mentioning earlier the product on the field with CU, that wasn't actually a, a slight like on like oh, CU in general. I was I was specifically talking about this particular year. Oh no, it's it's, <laughs> it's every year. This is this is see this is probably Years CU's up. worst Years year up. that I can remember Dude, in my lifetime. Yeah. And it's not it's the record. I've seen worse records, but they're like bottom ten out of a hundred and thirty teams in college football. They're bottom ten in like every offensive oh. statistical Ooh. category. Whether you're talking, you know, the deep dive analytical stats or like on the surface, you know, passing yards, rushing yards, points. It's bad. It's embarrassing <laughs> to the point where like I'm almost tempted to like. There's other Don't better say games Don't. on. Like, <laughs> this is so boring. Like, well, the nice thing is that you get to play these bottom feeders, UNC, things like that. Four and seven. No. Bump up those yeah. victories, <laughs> baby. Yeah. 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 Um, so, I, I, hey, brighter things to come for a lot of Colorado teams, hopefully. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, I, I remember a time not too long ago when, I mean, we weren't like. Well, I guess New York's not a good... Boston's a good example of like a sports city that has like a bunch of good teams that have a chance of winning a championship. It wasn't that long ago when it felt like that was the way around here, right? We kind of got overlooked, like we always sure, do with sure. the flyover city thing, right? But we had the Broncos. We had the Avalanche. The Nuggets were really competitive with the... Me- I'm, I'm thinking the back Mello, to like yeah. Mellow and, and AI sure. days. So during that time period, we had good Broncos, uh, good Avalanche, good Nuggets, and the Rockies in 2007 went to the World Series. I was Series. just going to say, I was just about to <laughs> throw some shade and be like, Things well, and the Rockies are never good. But I was like, actually, that's right Things in the time frame. Good. We went to Things the World were Series. good for a while, like right at the end of uh, our high school days. Uh, the good old it was days. all good. Guys, the good old days. But uh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully we can turn some things around. And I, I know the apps have been playing great. So ne- next week, we'll have to talk a little Avalanche, oh, I sure. think, because they, they've, been, they've been playing good. There's a lot to talk about there, so hey, maybe so. things looking up, but uh, we'll hold our breath. Yeah, before we get off the Broncos, though, we got to quickly touch on the Red Rock Sports Weekly Draft. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, last week, we had the the uh, selection was who would lead the Broncos in all-purpose yards, excluding Ted, Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback, because that's an obvious answer, and... Tyler or uh, Soaps, Tyler didn't do so good for you. Okay. He Brutal. picked Noah Fant, uh, who had all of three catches and 14 yards. Those were big yards. Yeah, they were key yards. Okay. Connor, you and I were real, real close. And I don't know if you've looked back at this. I have not. So, Connor, you had Javante Williams. I had Jerry Judy. Javante Williams had 48 rushing yards. Jerry Judy had 48 receiving yards. Javante Williams had one catch. For one yard, giving him a total of 49 <laughs> total yards. Jerry Judy had one rush for three yards, oh. baby, giving him 51 total yards on the game. Wow. Um, neither of which, by the way, Roasted. actually led the team. Albert Okwebunam got it. Boom, down. You're back. Uh, <laughs> had 77 total yards. Noah Fan had 59. So both receivers actually led the team in total yards. But on the year. That takes me back to even. So actually, all three of us guys. What Nick? Nick Nick had uh, Tim Patrick. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So through nine weeks, which we've not done it every week, that's why we're a little off on the NFL season. But through nine weeks, three, 
Three, three. We each have three. We're all tied up, guys. That's what I like. That's how we do it. Got to wow. be competitive. Jared making a comeback. I know. So we did yards last week. I want to do points this week, okay? And how this will work, you know, touchdown, six points. So say if you pick a, a position player, they get a touchdown, you get six points. Every field goal that Brandon McManus kicks is three points, okay? If he gets an extra point, that's one point. If your guy scores a two-point conversion, he gets two points. Everyone understand and follow? Most total points scored in the week. Now, I know this is a little bit of a weird stat. People don't follow very often, so I'm going to list out for you the top five players in the Broncos year-to-date in total points, okay? So you guys got to get a feel for who's scoring a lot of total points, okay? Number one on the Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater with 90 total points. As a quarterback, you can understand that. He has 14 passing touchdowns, 15 or one rushing touchdown, giving a total of 15 touchdowns on the year. Brandon McManus is second with 72 points. Melvin Gordon has 42 points. Tim Patrick has 24 points. And Noah Fant has 18 points. That is your top five scorers for the Broncos. So, Nick, since Tyler's selection was worst last week, you get to be first. Connor, you'll come in second. I'll come third. Nick Sopris, who scores the most points for the Broncos this week? So I got a soft spot in my heart. Uh, I was at Federals um, the other day before the game uh, last week, and I had the great pleasure of getting to sit right next to and chat very briefly with Brandon McManus's mother, lovely woman. (laughs) So because of those reasons, I'm going... She made me move my seat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was like, apparently he comes in there for the chicken bites every Sunday. So for anyways, for those reasons... Brandon McCantmas. Way to sell them out. Well, yeah, head, head over there. <laughs> they are delicious. It's By they the have way, amazing food. Federal Bar and Grill. If you are looking for a sponsor for the show, hit so us good. up. Food is so good. At Red burgers. Rock Sports One. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, right, so, Brandon McManus. All right. Well, that's why I wanted to take. But I know I actually had him as number one on my board too. I kind of thought everyone would be uh, tempted to go on Teddy there. Pass. Yeah. So I'll go Teddy. Yep. Make it nice and easy. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with our boy that's been coming on strong over the last few weeks, Javante Williams. I think this is a game that if the Broncos have a chance, he needs to score a couple of touchdowns here. So I'm going to go Javante Williams. Can we treat Connor's selection like fantasy and for every touchdown pass? He only he gets throws, four. He only gets four. I think that's fair. I kind of like that's that. That's not fair. <laughs> no. No, because actually I think Connor <laughs> is buying, you know, high and and it's the stocks going Mm. down on that Mm. one so yeah we'll see i think okay without further ado guys we have uh have teased and taunted the the listeners enough and i think it is time to really really focus on the important things in life which is thanksgiving Mm. and most importantly food okay i feel like in any inevitable conversation when you're talking with your friends people around about your thanksgiving meal somebody's always hyped about something that they're getting right somebody's always really excited about something and i think people's priorities are out of whack on what the most important things the most valued things on a thanksgiving meal are and the things that you could totally do without so i want to know we'll go around each of the three of us and we'll start with giving our most overrated uh, meal within Thanksgiving, okay? And I want to get some reasons behind it, what you guys are thinking. And then after that, we'll follow with the most underrated. So, Connor, I'll start with you. What is the most overrated dish at Thanksgiving? Oh, you're putting me first? Putting you first. Oh, what? That's an easy one because yeah. you don't have to work around know, everyone but, else's. But I had two that I can't decide between. So oh, okay, do I need to go Nick oh, first? Go okay, Nick go first. Nick, go Nick. For me, it's really obvious. I, I shouldn't even have to say this, to be honest with you. <laughs> Turkey. Is, is overrated? Oh, the overrated. most overrated dish of the entire thing. I don't need it. I don't want it. I'll do one 
white piece, fat piece, obviously. That's it. That's all I got. It's fine. Good. Not okay. great. See, and I, do you feel like that you grab the turkey because like it's Thanksgiving? I'm obligated to, to put it. it on my plate. Well, my mom just spent 14 hours defrosting it and cooking it, and which which reminds me, I need to go home and like make sure we're making good progress <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. defrosting. Thing. Exactly. Now, nothing worse than Thursday morning. Realizing three your, days your for that. Is still now, frozen. with that said, I shouldn't segue this, but the turkey leftover sandwich the next day. Oh, most underrated no oh so you okay. so that's your okay. underrated that's not my well i, I have a different one okay okay, okay. Right. so okay. well can i say my, this about your turkey but, but, really okay. uh have you ever tried deep fried turkey yes okay Delish. that's 100 percent. i think that that is rated <laughs> okay it's perfectly rated <laughs> you know what you know what more people need to do and i'm not a smoker myself i don't own a smoker oh, no. i've never smoked anything not well, a trigger uh, guy well let's not talk about that <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, but i last thanksgiving was a little bit weird most people couldn't get together with family because of covid things like that i myself was not able to get together with my family so i got together with some close friends of ours who does have a, a a Traeger smoker. Oh, the best turkey I have ever had in my life was this mm. smoked turkey. So highly recommended if you have a smoker, that's yeah, see, what you should see, be See, I think when you turkey. say a turkey is overrated, I think it just is, is speaking to, you need to step your turkey game up. Maybe that's, that's it. That's all I'm saying. Now, the other question you I'll step ask your you, so turkey up, all right? Do you also have ham offered at your oh, Thanksgiving meals? Yeah. Oh. I would also argue... Rated. Oh, okay. Because for me, that's where turkey, uh, it's like a disappointment because I'm like, dude, the ham's better. It like, always is better. It's, it's better. But there's always a little tiny ham, so you can like, you yeah. don't want to take too much. And then this giant See, turkey. Now, now you're taking, I'm going a little out of order, but you're taking, that was my most underrated pick. Okay. It was, was okay. ham. I, a ham was the most underrated pick for me because I feel like it is glorious. Ham is great, but it's people what, always talk about the turkey. I went Moist. With, Bourbon it's, maple glazed this oh, year. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. Ooh, ooh, I'm wow. excited for that one. I'm excited. Okay, Connor, did he help you at all? Uh, no, but I'll just go here. I'll just go with it. I'll go with it, all right? Uh, there are there are two dishes that I think are vastly overrated that I just can't Do even... I need to do mine first so you don't take mine? Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Cranberry sauce. Oh, uh, no, 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 here, no. Here, yes. What the hell That's, is everyone so hyped about cranberry sauce? It comes sauce? out of a can. The question is always like, oh, do you do fresh or can? Does it matter? Because they're both jelly. I should just put it on a uh, piece of toast. Uh, no, what you do is you pick uh, it up, you set it right above the trash can, and you drop it in said trash. So I, I, Again, I, okay, I, I do have to preface that I don't really care for cranberry as a flavor. It's just not my thing. I don't fun. like cranberry juice. I don't like any of that. But... It's pretty much the only way I tolerate the cranberry sauce is I actually ended up just like mixing it in with everything uh, else. Woof. So you get like a little bit of like the sweetness in with other things, but I can't just do a bite of cranberry sauce. What? No. Oh, well, I don't oh. think anyone does a bite of cranberry. I mean, I guess people do, but <laughs> yeah, no, people go crazy because people think. No, so, so uh, and I want to, I want to get back to you so you can finish your thing, but I will say one of my thing, one of my overrated dishes was cranberry Josh sauce Josh Josh <laughs> cranberry sauce from a Josh's cranberry is um, <laughs> not good yeah, obviously Josh specifically has from a can yeah. because if you make fresh cranberry sauce I'm not talking about jelly it, do, it doesn't have the consistency of jelly it has like like chopped up cranberries with my, so my mom makes this one that has orange it's like an orange cranberry sauce and it's phenomenal but 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 yes the canned stuff so Awful. for me, that was on my that was one. So you did take one of that. I'm glad you took it because that so, was the canned so stuff. I thought just, about it as I'm putting this list together. It hit me of like the certain things and like I I don't want to insult my wife in any capacity because she cooks a wonderful Thanksgiving meal every year and it's 
phenomenal. In fact, we'll talk about that later when we get to the underrated dishes, and, and it's a little bit personal for me on some of these. <laughs> but I thought back in my entire life, I'm like, I have never had cranberry sauce. I'm like, that's really good. That's why, to me, that's the most overrated thing. It's the one thing I've never had, whether be it on Thanksgiving or does anyone eat that any other time? Probably telling <laughs> that you never eat it anywhere any other time. I think that says a lot. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I'm like, I've never once had like, wow, that was really good. There's been a Ooh. few times where we've made like Thanksgiving leftovers. You slap some of the cranberry sauce on some bread or something. You do something I'm like, okay, that really enhances it. So cranberry sauce can enhance other things within the meals, but standing on its own, it's weak, man. I'm gonna have it's to try. Broken. I'm gonna have to give you some of this uh, homemade cranberry I, sauce. I think Good we stuff. need to try it. All right, so I'm gonna go with my most overrated. Then would be mashed potatoes. Oh, oh my oh, god, get yeah. out of here! Carter. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, shows mashed over. Mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes, on their own. What are you talking? Like the stuff you pour out of the bag? He obviously or gets it out of the can. No, no, no. I'm talking actual mashed potatoes. You mash the potatoes. You mix it with cream, butter, salt, pepper. Your ratio's not right. Something's no, off. No, no, here, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. Now let me let I don't me just want to let listen. me just lay down the law here for you. No. Without gravy, mashed potatoes are borderline inedible. I eat mashed potatoes like three days Disgusting. a week, dude. Gross. Yeah, but okay, so my counter to that so is gross. the gravy is integral gravy to the Thanksgiving is mashed potatoes. King of Thanksgiving. Without gravy, you almost can't eat turkey. There's a you lot almost, of dry food. You out almost there can't without gravy. Dude, seriously, you almost can't eat like stuffing. You almost can't eat mashed potatoes. And it's like I've the never most thought boring about that. That, that gravy is truly the hero of this the, it's the glue. unsung it's the glue. It's that the glue. is it. That's it's better. It's the glue. Glue guy. Maybe is the glue guy. Glue guy from a glue guy, Nick himself. <laughs> Nick is a glue guy, so yeah. he takes he would one understand. to no one. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah pot calling, calling oh the kettle God. white. So, Connor, you don't eat mashed potatoes <laughs> on like a regular month-to-month basis. And again, this is like a good insight for the audience to understand that like I have the most unhealthy, terrible diet in the world. They're like, I eat mashed sounds, potatoes like amazing. three days a week, man. Ugh, ugh. I love them. A butter, some sour cream in there, some cheese. So gross. I mean, you, you, you obviously alter a little bit come Thanksgiving because cheese and gravy. See, on, I don't th- know. on Thanksgiving, I, don't know. I get like the... So I get on my plate like the tiniest dollop of, of mashed Ooh, potatoes. dollop. Nice word. The tiniest... <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Producer Nick. I get the tiniest dollop of, of, of mashed potatoes. Put a little gravy on it. It's all right. But I get my potato like, uh, like either a baked potato or... I love all the all the sweet potato dishes, right? Like all the sweet potato casseroles, the yams. That stuff is all that, golden that to me. That may or may not be on my underrated all list. All right. So, okay. so I will say my overrated is mashed potatoes. I don't see the hype. I don't get wow. it. I don't think they're very good. The, a, a consistency thing for me, I don't like. Like, it's, I think I'm, I'm eating Gerber baby food. Mm. Like that's what I feel like I'm eating. So the, I'm going to go But there's that. a lot of uh, grit to the other meals within... Thanksgiving, you know, you got your turkey, you know, you got your stuffing. You know. I like that little, the mushy, yeah, see, velvety so, so texture. I guess I mashed view potatoes. mashed potatoes a little bit like you view cranberry sauce. I kind of put a little bit in with everything, you know what I mean? And and yeah, it's good. It's a good complimentary piece, I guess. So I mean, you do a dollop. I'm like, what is the, you know, mo- the appropriate size where like I am not going to be looked at from people around the room like dude you just took all of the potatoes I take a scoop that's <laughs> like okay this is like the largest appropriate scoop that you could take I love me some mashed potatoes mm. I can honestly get rid of like half of Thanksgiving just give me some ham give me some mashed potatoes couple other things on the side and I'm gold now if I'm going to eat mashed potatoes I like it with a little skin on oh, it. skin. Yeah, skin, skin. Keep the skin in and keep it a little bit chunky, right? Yes. So it's not just completely creamed up. Um, 
but still, no. Also, I'm gonna go also mashed potatoes. Like we buy those ones that come in like the pouches. I don't know what the brand is, but you just boil water oh, yeah, those and you are pour awful. it in there. Oh my god, it's yeah. yeah. You want to talk about mush and yeah. just awful? Yeah, I like me a little bit of little bit of potato still in there. You okay, know? well that's my overrated. So hey, like it or love it, let us know on Red Rock Sports One. Tell Jared how overrated mashed potatoes are. Yeah, we would certainly love to hear the audience <laughs> just chiming in. I, I brought this topic up. I had some fans in town last weekend and I, I said hey on, on our show this week we're gonna bring this up I couldn't even get the words out of my mouth and the whole family is like going at it at the dinner table <laughs> over like what's over and I'm like oh this is gonna be a good topic this is gonna be a good go. topic so, so go to underrated we shall go to underrated and you got to go or last overra- or or, underrated. Yeah, yeah, underrated yeah underrated so now you get to go first this time Connor on your underrated dish okay so I'm gonna go ham is, is a is a glorious underrated dish like I said earlier it's uh it's just a it, it's turkey gets all the love, but but ham has all the flavor, baby. So hey, I, I love ham. A little little honey glaze, bourbon ha- smoked ham. Oh my god! Just like you said, that is so good. Uh, and you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put in through our conversation here. I'm gonna throw in a um, gravy into that because everyone likes gravy, but gravy is not. If you go ask anybody, do this. Anyone out there, go ask anybody to list three Thanksgiving foods. Almost no one's going to put in gravy, but gravy is the key. It is the absolute but key. You could eat ham without gravy. True. Ooh, you could. But so, but I'm going to go ham as my underrated hero. I debated back and forth between ham and uh, apple pie because I feel like apple pie doesn't get the the respect it deserves. It, um, it you're right because it is a very folly pie, but people don't associate it's usually pecan. No, it's pumpkin, always pecan, pumpkin, whatever, which I like. Those are rhubarb, all good stuff. those sorts of things. Yeah. You're right, but but the apple pie, it's, it's an American classic. So, Murica, let's go ham apple pie. That's my that's my final answer. Okay, Nick Sopris, what you got? Three words. Green. I knew you were I knew it. Casserole. I knew you were gonna say. Mm, delectable. It's good stuff. I almost put that in overrated. That's though. actually in was my third uh, overrated. That was one of my I'll overrated. Go for okay, so why this. why do you why do you what's so great it's about it's tasty? It's crunchy. It's a little bit different from a flavor. It's it's savory and it's sweet. See, and you it's say different, stuff. but the thing for me is it's always the same. It's always the same pl- flavor it's a, profile. It's what the kids call a staple. It's very good. And then also my second one from a dessert perspective, not the norm. My family, my grandma makes a mean chocolate pie. So I go okay. ham on chocolate pie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so for me with green bean casserole, it's like, it seems like the one thing that doesn't quite fit in with the rest of everything else. It just, I, I, I got it on my plate and I'm like, well, I mean, I guess I needed like a vegetable in here. I mean, that's kind of <laughs> what it feels like. Like, how can we force a vegetable onto this plate see, right now? See, I like green bean casserole. It's plenty. okay. I mean, no, I don't dislike it. I actually it, like it a lot. I would actually, so it's interesting. I would actually put green bean casserole on like my top five list of favorite things to eat at, at Thanksgiving dinner. Do you think it gets its due? But but I think it gets tons of due. I think when you ask people their favorites, everyone's always like, huh. Well, also, casserole. it's the go-to for like a person like me. So, again, I've mentioned my wife cooks. She's a phenomenal cook. I stay away, okay? I don't get involved in that. I mean, I'll cook a little bit on a regular basis, but not Thanksgiving, not when we're hosting people. So, when I have to bring a dish somewhere, green bean casserole is the way to go. It's the Good easiest stuff. thing. You chuck it in. You put some you know, onion crisps on minutes. top. Uh, producer, to, you producer, Nick's my, uh, producer Nick's wife made a... Glorious uh, baked corn was, oh, it was it? corn souffle. Oh, corn souffle takes oh. like five okay. minutes. Yeah, and I'm gonna jump <laughs> on that note and say my most underrated dish at Thanksgiving 
creamed corn. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm, and again, this stuff. is a very personal thing for me. <laughs> Everybody agrees. My, my my wife Brooke, and I'll throw a shout out to you, Brooke, because you're shout great. Out, you're great, and I hope you're listening to this. And you're probably going to be listening to it while she's cooking Thanksgiving meal come Thursday. Uh, but one year she stumbled across a recipe on whatever things that these Pinterest get on. I think it was probably Pinterest, mm. and. Literally, like I could not get enough of it. And again, it's one of those. I think it's it's important to call a dish underrated. It's got to stand on its own. And I could just eat a whole bowl of this creamed corn all day. It's got to be done right. You can't just throw the frozen corn in and call it a day. I mean, there's got to be a little finesse, a little love to it. But that's my most underrated dish. Uh, number two, a close second that I think is probably a little more widely felt is sweet potatoes or yams. I mean. That to yeah, me, Connor. I mean, I love, whoo, the yams. I love them. And if you love do it them. right, that sweet, oh man, it's so good. I just want to eat it again. Stands on its own. Ooh, it doesn't have, doesn't need the gravy. The marshmallows. It's, it's a standalone plate. The marshmallows got to have marshmallows mm. in it. Oh yeah, love it. Yeah. It's fantastic. So those are my two favorite. And then stuffing was the other one I had as my underrated dish. Well, so see, Yikes. I guess, I guess I just went into this with a different interpretation than you, which is fine. My interpretation of it was like. Like I really, you went more on the standalone type of thing. Like you wanted to see, is it something that I can just eat that I love? And I went way more like, what do people think of it? Like, yeah. like, is it popular? You know, and stuffing is like the most popular, like other than Turkey, basically, you know what I mean? So like, I can't it's call true. it underrated, then, which is why it doesn't come in at number one for me, because I do think it's underappreciated, maybe not underrated. Now, now, you know, another one that I had in my list of underrated type dishes and the reason I was going for it is is so homemade rolls right like this the side yes. rolls the hawaiian so, rolls those like are good homemade but like just like homemade rolls and so the reason i think that those are underrated is because most people just kind of they put all this work into the the thanksgiving dinner and then they just go buy like this cheap ass dinner rolls from the store right and it really adds an it ups your thanksgiving i promise you listeners it will up your Thanksgiving game to a whole different level if you home make your rolls, like actually bake your rolls. Also, you know the best part about rolls in a meal where you probably put too much... I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I get three quarters of the way through filling up my dish and realizing I have a full plate and I'm only three quarters of the way through. So how am I going to like fit everything onto this plate? A roll is essential. You keep that in the offhand. You make sure you're not pushing food off the side of your plate. You know, it's a it's a very good sturdy thing. Makes you uh, stay clean. You know, you don't want to be that guy that picks up his plate and you got food all over the I place agree. and you made a mess. So rolls, they're key. They're key. And, and I feel like you're right though. It's like it's like the kid thing. Oh, just give the kid a bunch of rolls. He'll eat those. He's not gonna eat any of this other stuff on the meal. No, the rolls, man. You butter them babies up. Mm, I love it. I'm getting hungry right now. <laughs> we do this show, guys. It's like coming up on seven o'clock. None of us have eaten dinner yet. And here we are talking at length about. We should go to the grocery meals. store. Yeah. Go look for groceries. So I mentioned I do zero cooking. I'm not literally not allowed in the kitchen. I, I, I cut the turkey. That is my role at Thanksgiving. And I entertain the guests. Okay? Yeah, I'm much more of a cooker. Do you guys get involved? I, I cook. I don't. I, I, I am. A, I, I definitely am like the, the, the person who cooks the most in my household and I always make all the dinners and, and so yeah, when it comes to, you know, Thanksgiving, actually Nick tried some of my uh, cooking, although I knew you were going to bring that up. What was it pork? No, it was, uh, 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 Mississippi pot roast. Yeah. It's really good. It was really bomb. I, uh, I actually, I will say I have a bit of a skill when it comes to, to cooking and I have so many recipes now they're like in my head to where I just 
cook it without actually see that's my problem when it comes to cooking like i can cook something i have no flavor profiles i don't understand how any of that works and blends come on baby i'll teach you i don't know so what's your favorite thing to cook for thanksgiving connor uh stuffing stuffing because i do it without uh you know why it's underrated Connor's cooking or overrated <laughs> Connor's cooking it. No, so I actually <laughs> yeah. It's uh I, I usually make I usually make one homemade and then also one that's like the package, but like I add stuff to it. So it's kinda of like a mixture of homemade and package, you know what I mean? And you know what's funny is I actually kind of like the package stuff more than I like the homemade stuff. Even though like the homemade stuff takes a lot more effort and it's still good because I made it. So uh no, I like that and and uh I really want to try I really want to get. It's funny you say this. The smoker. I've actually been looking into maybe buying a meat smoker for occasions like this to be able to smoke a turkey because that sounds amazing. Also, I think Phenomenal. everyone who has a, like a standard size kitchen has understood the struggle of a Thanksgiving day. Where like, how do you fit all of these things into an oven over a period of time? So the smoker takes that problem away. Yeah, it's good stuff. So. You don't get involved in soaps? I do not. I sit on the couch and watch football and drink beer. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I'm thinking I might, you know, because well, here's what happens, okay? I start drinking beer at like 11 o'clock, and then the meal's at like <laughs> 2 or 3, and I'm like, man, I'm actually kind of like filled up on beer right now. This isn't a good <laughs> So I think I may try to, I may try to start with some whiskey in the morning, Ooh, okay. you know? Well, and maybe we'll try not to do it in the morning. I do try. <laughs> I tend, I well, I think we'll go whiskey, you know, like 8 a.m. What is 11 a.m. appropriate? Is that is that like an appropriate time? It's 5 o'clock He is not start having red wine until dinner. I, I think as long as I can be like coherent at mealtime, To right? say thank you, just enough to say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I know, this but we are, delicious. we are hosting like 10, 12 people, so I'm like, eh, gotta, let's, let's be a little careful <laughs> on that one. I don't don't need to make too much of an ass of myself on that <laughs> one. So, are you guys staying around? You guys got family? To go I'll be in Laramie. Time? I'll be in the windiest city in the world, Laramie, Wyoming. Yeah, very good. I'll be up uh, northeastern Colorado in Greeley for a day, and then uh, back down oh, here two in Centennial. So. Do you guys do the multiple? I yeah, have to we do. do. The multiple, yeah. I actually don't mind for Thanksgiving to do like when you do know Christmas, you you do the wives, you do this. It's like it's kind of a hassle. And it gets or expensive too. It gets that. expensive, but when you tell me I have two feasts, do you do back to back? <laughs> so I, what, I can. I'm always available. Do you guys do both of them as turkey meals? Yeah, or? we do Thursday and then we're doing Friday. Well, see, so we we started with when we don't do it like when I don't get together with my parents. I'm like, they they started to get to the point where like nobody wants to have turkey on back to back. You know. Plus, you already have all your leftovers. Yeah. So now we do like an Italian feast oh. for the the other one Ooh. that we get together for. So, so we do. We actually uh, do a, in my family, for Christmas, we do crab legs and steak. Ooh. And it's my favorite thing we do is, is crab legs and steak dinner. But for Thanksgiving, yeah, we got a couple, uh, a couple of them we go to just do the traditional turkey or whatever. But on my mom's side, they are actually... So we have like... They're all either vegetarians or vegan or gluten-free someone has a peanut allergy i mean like it's like like that family you know so so it's a little interesting what what the dishes we they're pretty good usually but like it's definitely not classic i've never thought about that like thanksgiving meal for anyone with most like common allergies is a nightmare <laughs> yeah yeah everything's so made we, with nuts everything's made with gluten everything's made with dairy i, I guess mean, i'll stick to cranberry yeah, right and only out of the <laughs> yeah, got to be out of the can. Yeah, I know. I know this guy who uh, became a, a, a vegan. You know, vegan veg. I think he's vegan. And so he, but he started started eating, and he and he uh, gets uh, 
what was it? Was it you, Nick, that was telling me this? Uh, the guy that, that he finds out he's allergic to like pine nuts, avocados. Oh, yeah. My buddy, my <laughs> yeah, buddy became yeah. vegan and all of a sudden he was having like major allergic reactions and didn't know. And come to find out he's allergic to avocado. Um, oh, shoot. I can't All remember. healthy pine nuts. Yeah, yeah, pine nuts and pine a bunch nuts, of nuts, peanuts, <laughs> avocados. And then there's another big thing that vegans eat. Uh, I, I don't remember what it was, but yeah. I mean, he's allergic but to imagine it. Imagine being that guy, though. Yeah. <laughs> you okay. know? But like also for like my lifestyle, I think that's like the motivation I need to like. <laughs> Yeah, no, sorry. I'm allergic to everything healthy. I just got to, it's, w- it's what I can do. What I got to eat potatoes three I'll, days a I'll week. I'll stick what to squash. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. No, so it'll be good. It, it, it's good. It, it's always an interesting take on Thanksgiving when I go with that side of the family, but it's good. We, we love it. You know, hey, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. By far. Have you, definitely my favorite. Have you ever heard of a Pueblo style Thanksgiving? No. No. Enlighten El- me. Eliminate gravy. I know. We just talked about the importance oh. of gravy. Oh. I'm out. Green chili instead. Whoa. Whoa. I know, right? I'm like, okay, not on Thanksgiving, but as motivation or incentive to do this more than once a year, what if maybe, you know, like later in the year, maybe that's a Christmas meal, you know, you throw something like that out there. So that sounds good. I want to try it. I'm going to give it a shot. So I think that, uh, I think that'd be a fun thing to do. So everybody out there, enjoy yourselves. Enjoy the short work week. Hopefully, hopefully you're getting a short work week. If you are working on Thanksgiving, Don't worry. The guy that's coming in is a jerk. Don't feel bad. (laughs) He better tip you well, okay? (laughs) All right. And those of you going out on Thanksgiving, tip your damn servers, okay? For Nick and Connor, I'm Jared. Thanks for tuning in to Red Rock Sports. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, everybody.